why not move to a place like Mississippi? The opportunity to create your own space and to work with people who are interested in the same type of stuff that you're interested in shouldn't be a far out concept. This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Kim Lewis, along with Paul Wolf, bringing you a look at the people, places, and events that make us the city with soul. And today's guest is designer and entrepreneur, Salam Rita. Salam is a Detroit, Michigan native, a passionate creative who picked up on her parents' creative energy to form her own worldview. Along with her partner, Travis Crabtree, she founded the Eco Shed in the Industry Park neighborhood of Jackson. Salam says she loves connecting with the community and connecting others to help make Jackson a better place. This is going to be a good one, Kim. I'm excited. Let's start the show. Salam, can you share a little more with us a glimpse of who you are and about the work you do? Sure. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, moved here in 2018, worked for the city of Jackson for a few years, and now I'm running my own business called EcoShed, um, which is a mixed-use incubator space located in Industry Park. Um, some people might not know where that is exactly, but um, it's situated right behind Fondren in Midtown. Some people confuse us from Midtown sometimes, but yeah, so I'm doing that with my partner, Travis. Um, background is in architecture and design, do a lot of other work on the side. Um, I like to have fun, um, but I think we'll get into it a little bit more. Yeah. You guys have been here now for about four or five years. Is that right? Yeah. Time flies in Mississippi. It really does. Yeah. yeah. You came here from Detroit, Michigan, where you both were in school. Travis is originally from here, but you're not, right? Correct. Yeah. So the South is just like a brand new landscape for me. Yeah. You followed him down here, huh? Yeah. He brought me down here kicking and screaming at first, but now I love it. Did he really? Was it kicking and screaming? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, totally joking. I did have my, obviously, as a Northerner, we have our misconceptions about the South. I feel like Southerners have misconceptions about Northerners. I feel like it's common. Sure. Um, but all I knew is that, like, it was hot and that there was really good food. And both things have been spot on. But I've gotten used to it. And... Yeah, it's been really good to me. I feel like the South gets a lot of negativity about, you know, sometimes it's political climate, but actually it's been, I don't know, it's been really eye-opening living in the South. I I feel like it's it's really taken me in and I, I really like being here. Okay, take me back. I want to go back to your childhood, if that's okay. My childhood? Your childhood, okay, sure. Okay, okay. I didn't know this was going to be a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> no, more maybe a bit of a chance to get to understand you more and, and where you where you come from as far as your, your work ethic and the things that you like to do. You're a very creative, very hands-on, driven person. Where, where does that come from? I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. My dad um, was really into film and he actually always wanted to be an actor. He had a really like creative soul himself. Um, and so I feel like I got like a lot of that from him. He always had like cameras like laying around the house. And so we were able to kind of play around with them as children. And then um, and then obviously I was like a really academically driven child um, all the way into college. And then um, I graduated from the University of Michigan, which with actually an undergraduate degree in sociology and urban studies. And at the same time, I graduated during the recession of 2011. So 
it was really difficult to find work. So I found myself being really creative. Um, I also worked for my school's newspaper, um, the Michigan Daily, when I was an undergrad. And so um, and I was the editor of the B-side. So I always had like I always took like that film interest when I was, you know, younger into my college days and was able to work for my school's newspaper. And that was a really great experience. And then um, after I graduated from Michigan, I just had a really hard time finding work. So I would do a lot of freelance photography. I worked for ESPN uh, for a little bit doing um, some work for them. Uh, but finding work consistently was like really difficult. So especially in the world of photography. So I taught myself how to use like Adobe products. So InDesign, Illustrator, all of that stuff and how to build websites. And then I realized, you know what? I actually really love design and people and architecture was naturally that connection between the two. And so I applied to architecture school in 2014 and that's where I met Travis. And then one thing led to another and now I'm here. And now the Eco Shed in Industry Park Jackson, this is an amazing concept and an amazing place. Briefly, just an overview. What do you do? 30 second elevator pitch. What is the EcoShed? Yeah. So EcoShed is a mixed use incubator space that's interested in supporting the creative and green economy. So we have a lot of different um, members of the building who range from like graphic designers that are co-working members all the way to people who own their own cryptocurrency companies actually in the Jackson area. And it's just been a really interesting community and ecosystem that we've been able to create. Uh, we have farmers on site. We have a coffee shop on site. We have coffee pros. We have a bar called Space Bar on site. And we also have a food lab where we um, allow people who are interested in exploring their food concepts in the space. So the building is trying to do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it's trying to create an economic support system for entrepreneurs. We know how you got here. Can you tell us what has made Jackson a good uh, launch pad for the Eco Shed and what you're doing? Yeah. So, you know, Jackson and Detroit actually share a lot of similarities. Um, everything from its historical background, um, just its, its, its population issues, population retention issues, um, some of its political issues. Um, but at the same time, even though, you know, its history might not be the strongest thing, one of the things I really feel like is really valuable to acknowledge that's happening right now in Jackson is that there's just so much momentum. Uh, we have a really great mayor who's working hard to kind of, you know, get the momentum going. Um, and we have a lot of really creative people within the city who I think really just need opportunities and platforms to grow. And there's also just this love of local um, in Jackson. I feel like local um has always, you know, buy local has always been a strong part of Jackson. Even before it became a buzzword, people were supporting people locally before it became like, you know, a trend. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being able to be part of a community like that, that appreciates that hyper local uh, mission is like a really big part of like the eco shed. So, you know, being able to create our own local economy is um like a really important aspect of our of our business model of our mission, um, and it also helps retain some of that talent that you know people keep talking about or leaving. But I feel like I'm always meeting really amazing, talented people here um, who really just need help and really need um, you know support in their own ways. Um, so I, I really love that about about Mississippi. I really love that about Jackson. I also really actually love the climate here, <laughs> coming from Michigan. That's like 
hot, like maybe, you know, four to six months out of the year, being able to like wear shorts almost right. all year round. <laughs> that's crazy to me. You it know what I mean? It's a great Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I love the heat. So that's like another really great thing. But what that also means is that sustainability wise, we have such great opportunities to get into the green economy system. You know, whatever it may look like, whether it may be hemp production, whether it may be solar energy, there's just so much opportunity to do that in the South. Salam, you have a lot of creativity. And, and it shows. So you're obviously passionate about that. But every now and then you've got to refuel your own tank so That's that you right. can keep giving that to other people. So I guess the question then is what inspires you? Man, that's a really great question. I obviously, as a designer, I take a lot of my inspiration from architects and designers that have come before me. So especially with the EcoShed, for example, we look a lot at um, Scandinavian design, um, so Norwegian design, um, what's going on through Bjarke Ingels group. They're an architecture group that we look at a lot. Um, and really just looking at other cities that um, have kind of done some of the work that we've done before. I love traveling. Traveling is just such a great opportunity to be inspired. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, you know, we haven't really been able to do that. But What's really been actually cool about the pandemic is it allows me to explore Mississippi a lot more. So really spending time at home um, here and being able to see all of the beautiful things about Mississippi that, um, you know, I just didn't have time to do or didn't appreciate before the pandemic. Um, So just being able to explore that has been really amazing. We have so much in our own backyard that we just take for granted. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the landscape is just, it just really, I don't know, it's just, it's calming, it's serene. You know, I'm reading um, A Place Like Mississippi by Ralph Eubanks. In the book, he talks about how it's generated some of the best authors, you know, within our history, within American history. And from Mississippi, and a lot of that he thinks is, you know, based on the landscape and the way that the state's kind of designed. And it's, I don't know, it's really inspiring. It's in the soil, right? It's in the dirt. It's in the water. It's in the air. It's it's all permeating through here. And I guess to the people, you talked earlier about how people here are trying to do so many incredible things. That's that's got to give you fuel too for your own fire to see other people out there working toward the same goals. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there's some really amazing people that I've worked with. Uh, Enrica Afana Food Works. You know, just being able to work with her through the Fertile Ground Project um, and being able to see, you know, just her love of Mississippi. Um, Tabi Mayo, you know, she's just such an inspiring. She works for the Mississippi um, film industry. And, um, you know, she's been doing a lot of really amazing work with the Magnolia Market on Dr. Cindy Ayers' farm at Footprint Farms. I mean, these people are thinking outside of the box. You know what I mean? Like when systems can't be in place to, you know, support these people create those systems for themselves. And so being able to be part of that um, movement is just really inspiring. And that's I mean, that's historical here. You know, you see that with like the history of Fannie Lou Hamer and like freedom farming and you just it's it's transpired into all of these different, you know, micro economies that we see today with like the Magnolia Market um, and all of that uh, kind of artistic and creative spaces for people to kind of show their work. And I don't know, I just find that really interesting because you're you're just kind of creating space for yourself. um, And that is really inspiring. And I've heard it said too, uh, people like you who are transplants to Mississippi, it's said over and over that if you come here and it's not being done, put your feet in the water and go for it because it'll probably be accepted and loved by the people here. Do you find that's true? 
Yeah, I do. I feel like people are really kind of excited when they meet someone that's not from here. Um, and they're extremely welcoming. Obviously, Southern hospitality is a thing. Um, but there's more more to it than that. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, I think people just get really surprised when they hear that you're not from Mississippi, but that you've moved here and you're creative and you're trying to do all this other stuff. Um, but my other thing about it is like, why not move to a place like Mississippi? Right. You know what I mean? The opportunity to create your own space and to work with people who are interested in the same type of stuff that you're interested in shouldn't be a far out concept. I mean, I don't want to pay $2,000 a month to live in a closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I want a backyard. I want to be able to walk around my community. I want to be able to know my neighbors. And I have that here. But my question is, how many years do you have to live here before people stop calling you a transplant? <laughs> it's been 17 for me and I'm still a transplant. Really? Or a Yankee. Depends okay. on, you know, how the conversation is going. Right. Depends so. on who you're talking to. Yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> now, Salam, how do you feel that your work is making a difference here in Jackson? Well, one of the things I've noticed with the Eco Shed, um, and it first started out with Sam Humphrey, who actually learned about Eco Shed through Paul, because uh, he wrote a Find It and Found an article about the Eco Shed way back in 2016. It's been a minute. Paul has been our <laughs> original cheerleader, and I love him for it. And I mean, really, just it, he makes me feel at home. That's why mm -hmm. having this conversation it makes me so happy because now I can I can think back to four years ago, five years ago, and and feel like wow we've really accomplished something. But anyway, sorry to go on that tangent. But Sam is originally from Jackson and he went out of state to school to get his, you know, um, education in or organic and regenerative farming. And he moved back to Jackson and he was working for NCAT for a little bit and he threw a grant. And so he knew his grant was kind of windling down, but he still wanted to stay in Jackson. And we were able to retain him at EcoShed. You know, we were able to keep a young 28-year-old man who wanted to do something in the city by creating an opportunity for him to be there at EcoShed. And we've seen that over and over and over again with some of our members. People who didn't know each other now not, not are only working at the EcoShed, but they're working with each other. And that is creating its own microeconomy. And to me, that is just so exciting because, you know, Sam could have gone out and he could have worked at any other farm, you know, around the country because he's a very talented guy. There's not a lot of regenerative organic farmers. And he just has such a wealth of knowledge and being able to keep him here. I feel really lucky about that. And I feel he feels the same way. You know what I mean? So it's a very it's a mutual respect. So I feel like that's something that I I can modestly say mm -hmm. that I feel like the EcoShed is doing for people here. Okay, if you had 24 hours to show off Jackson with no rules, what would you do? Okay, I'm ready to show off my city. There you go. Um, so first of all, I would make sure that the person came on a Saturday mm -hmm. because there have been some really amazing markets happening on Saturdays. There's the market at Highland Village. There is the market at Magnolia Market. And there's the market at the Eco Shed with Jackson Flea that's hosted by the Flamingo. So I would make sure that they would come to that. And we would start our day off by going to one of the markets and supporting the local artists in the area and local vendors that are selling their treats, sweets, um, and artistic expression. 
And then we would probably go to lunch at Cultivation Food Hall because it is the first food hall within the city of Jackson. And you just you have so many different options to choose from. And you have Salad Mookie's and you have Fine and Dandy. So you just have like a really great opportunity to try a lot of different flavors. So we would probably do Louis C.K. has this episode called Bang Bang where he goes from one place to another and he eats at all these places. We'd probably do that. Yes. And then we would um, walk around to the Museum Trail, which is located in, in the back of Bellhaven, but it is a long, eventually 4.34 mile trail that's going to be running through the city, which is also really exciting. Go to the Civil Rights Museum, most definitely. Um, that is a number one spot. And then um, I'm just really, I really hope the planetarium gets all of its funding because that would be something I would definitely take someone to. So since there are no rules in my Yes, that's true. No take, rules. Taking them to the planetarium. And the Mississippi Arts Garden is right there and the Mississippi Arts mm-hmm. Museum. And then um, probably walk from the museum trail and make a reservation at LV's for their tasting menu, which has been phenomenal. Um, and they support local farmers in the area. And they do a really great job at capturing the essence of Mississippi in a lot of different ways uh, with their tasting menu. So that is what I would do. And then probably if we're, you know, safe enough to drive, get a nightcap at the apothecary. There's so much to do, and it's all so close together here in Jackson. Salam, tell us where we can find out more about you and about the work that you do. Yeah, so Travis and I have our own practice called Carbon Office. Uh, So they can check us out at www.carbonoffice.net. And then to do a deep dive into EcoShed, you can go um, on our website as well. It's Eco, so E-C-O, Shed, S-H-E-D, jxn.com and we have all of our information about the EcoShed on there, our workspace membership options and then if you are feeling even more curious you can just come to the EcoShed and I'll give you a tour and hang out. Now, here's what we're loving in the city with soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that has us really excited about Jackson. And today, that is our small business community and retail partners. We have so many spots right here in Jackson where you can buy unique merchandise, thimble press, offbeat, things you can't necessarily log on to the big box and buy. Yeah, it's that hands-on. You can't pick up a book on the internet. That's why I love Lemuria. It's a participatory experience that I appreciate. You walk in the store and you see and touch and feel the very thing that you want to spend your hard-earned dollars on. That's so true. And factor in that something like 70% of money spent locally stays in the local economy. Those shop owners have local accountants, buy local fuel, and pay their local workers with the money we choose to spend with them. Some of these spots, we've spoken about them. We recently profiled them as part of National Travel and Tourism Week. Places like Footprint Farms, Concrete Kicks, Lofton & Co., The Beacon. There's so many of our small businesses we really appreciate here in town. So head to visitjackson.com, scroll down. There's a post about small business appreciation and so much more there to get you out and about in the city with soul. Soul Sessions is hosted by me, Kim Lewis. And me, Paul Wolf. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Thigpen. We were recorded and mixed by Parker Janes. Our theme music is by Tania Sanders, recorded at Malico Studios right here in Jackson. Special thanks this episode to Salam Rita. 
Jonathan Pettis and Mark Leffler. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Paul Wolf. And I'm Kim Lewis. And you've been listening to Soul Sessions. 